Welcome back to the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Another great, great weekend of college hoops, my friend. Are you finally coming to the good side and admitting this is better than college football? I won't fully admit that, but when you go 7-3 and three betting, I mean... You're having fun. Yeah. I can tell. You're having fun and you're enjoying it a lot more than normal, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, last year I was still going to you for picks, and now like I actually have the knowledge to make my own picks and have been doing phenomenal. Let's just say last year I probably had my best gambling season of all time. But well, it helps when you don't work. I literally, as you know, was in a fire and didn't work for four months. So what did I do? I woke up and handicapped every single game from every single statistic because I had nothing to do. There's only, besides from 11 to noon, 11 to noon was Price is Right. And then the rest of the, the, rest of the time, I was freaking handicapping college basketball games. Oh, my God. Doesn't that remind you of like when you were a kid? Oh yeah! Anytime that, that you was the only stay, thing on TV. You literally stayed home from school sick, and you watched The Price Is Right. But these spoiled ass kids now can just go right on Netflix and watch whatever the hell they want. We didn't get that. No, no, we didn't have the luxury of today's kids. We had Price Is Right. But then we're also like just like a little bit above them, and now like we sound like complete like snobs to some of the boomers out there. Yeah, the kid, one of the kids at work called me a boomer today, Owen. Oh, Oh, God. I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm only 28. Anyways, let's kick it to the best conference in basketball, Connor. Saturday. Oh, where do I want to start here? Let's go with Texas. Absolutely. Absolute massacre. By 34. Over West Virginia, 94 to 60. Sabari Rice just continues to thrive. At Texas, it's a good thing he left New Mexico State. To, you know, to say you that. you keep pronouncing it. it's Sir Jabari. Nope, not the way I pronounce it. <laughs> he will, but learn yeah, twenty four off the bench. Like my God, like where the fuck was this one when New Mexico State was playing fucking Arkansas? God damn it! But, he just has a killer, killer fucking pump fake that it seems like nobody can figure it out. No, I mean he was. Phenomenal, and that I mean, I know he was starting for a little bit there, but his role of coming off the bench has been just great. I mean, it's been perfect for him. And like Texas, like I know we were down a little bit on Texas after some of the games, but I mean, they're starting to rise back up. Yeah, there's I'm, there's so many goddamn teams this year that are just going. They're like one week we buy stock, and then one week you're gonna have to sell your stock because they just look like two completely freaking different teams there is somebody that is connected to texas that we will talk about later that i'm completely off of but yeah i mean texas what a phenomenal win just showing the just being the bully in this game yeah Oklahoma. so two two different tales to the both teams in oklahoma kansas Dominate. dominate Oklahoma. Oklahoma's basically now to the point where they have to win the Big 12 tournament to get in. But on the other side, Oklahoma State goes into its Ames, Iowa, yeah, right? Ames. And pulls out the upset 64 to 56, probably cementing themselves into the NCAA tournament, which is awesome. Yeah. And again, I don't fucking know what's up with this Iowa State team. No, we, we, They're bipolar shit. I'm done. Like, I can't bet. On them or for against them, whatever. We used to think it was just the home and road splits were different, and they it's were a game by game no, difference. Just, just nothing makes sense with them. Coucher basically struggling. I mean, most of their offense was from a SUNY, which isn't good when you have three dynamic guards that lead your team in scoring. 
And and then the other team that I actually now have a flyer on for national championship, Baylor, seventy-two to sixty-eight at TCU. That was a great game. Like I don't know if you watched it back and forth literally the whole game it felt like like it was just a great game Baylor comes out and like yeah I don't blame you I mean this team is talented George keeps seems like he keeps getting better every yeah, single he game had f- only four points against TCU and that's your top 10 pick in the next year's NBA draft mm-hmm. he's not going to be first overall because somebody's minus 5,000 <laughs> versus the field 4,000. But, I mean, when you have these guards that are playing like this, like Cryer and Flagler, that is probably, to me, the most important thing in the NCAA tournament is having somebody that can protect the rim, adequate three-point shooting, coaching, and guards that can take care of the ball and can get you a buckets. Something, not to cross conferences, but something that essentially is the worry that worries me about Tennessee is not having that the guards was, that can the team connected to Texas like that was the team that I was talking about but we'll get to them when we get to the SEC but yeah I mean guards like I I know there's so many teams that out there that are so kind of like Purdue so center centric that you but you need those guards to make like push you to the next level so what does worry me is like George is still young. It yes. does worry me, but also like that coaching that's through the roof when it comes to Baylor, no matter what year in year out, Scott drew has a team. Yes. And then on the other side for TCU, they're, they got hot. They, they were okay without miles for a little bit, but it seems like they're coming down. Hopefully they yeah, just, how long is he supposed to, he be will down? be back before the big 12 tournament. Okay, that's good because, I mean, like at this point, it's kind of like damage control until he's fully healthy and back. And, I mean, they would be it, a very scary it, nine seed. Yeah, exactly. Would it, would it be so bad for this team to kind of like, I'm thinking more for betting purposes, not for, like, obviously for you, you want, uh, you want the higher seed as a team, but also, if they're a nine seed and they win that first matchup, to have to go up against them as a one seed, that's scary. Especially if you're somebody like Purdue that's just going to be like, exactly. out Exactly, and from a betting standpoint, I know which side we'd probably be on. Yeah, depending on depending on the situation and everything. And, and I mean, basically the last team, last in the Big 12, we basically covered the, we covered the whole conference, but every team's relevant, so... 71-63, Texas Tech defeats Kansas I State. I hate you. I mean, it's the 12th-ranked team in the country. We can't just ignore I them. No, but they're also my team, so this fucking hurts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was all over Kansas State when it was a pick em. I knew it was at Texas Tech. Still, Kansas State's the better team. Yep, bit me in the ass. Yep. Texas Tech's coming back to earth a little bit, like, I mean, there's really nothing they're playing for, but I mean, they're looking confident. They got a huge game tonight. I don't know. If... Anybody can lose to anyone in the Big Twelve. Yes, every, especially I mean, every, at home. Everybody's freaking good. Yes. All right, moving on. Big Ten here. Indiana sixty-two, Michigan sixty-one. A road team beat a desperate home team, which I didn't think was possible. 
I'm surprised you didn't start with the biggest one from the Big Ten. Oh, wait, never mind. That is Uh, the biggest one from the Big Ten. Saturday slate. Saturday slate, okay. Yeah, I mean, big game by Indiana. Nine and one in their last ten. This team is rising at the right time. Yeah, that right, I, you had that look because this is one of those teams that I wrote off, and I was like, "They ain't gonna be that." I don't buy into the hype. Yeah, I think I think you were. I want to say down on Trace, but you were worried about them needing him to be that like go to dude, which he's doing, which but. he's been for the last two three years. But it was like, to me, it was more of like, "Oh, cool, another year of Trace Jackson Davis." I know how this ends. Yeah, I mean, but. Now, how much do you think this hurts Michigan's? Michigan's done. I think Michigan's almost done. Really? Well, in the big, the problem is though, it's in the Big Ten though, so they're going to be playing a bunch of quad one teams. But the problem is they're just not going to go six and zero. That's what everybody I feel like is thinking. Like, well, they can run the table. Like, you can't. You're in the Big Ten. Nobody's running the table. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michigan had this game one. They were up four late in the game, and they I think got stagnant at sixty one. I don't think they scored under the under four timeout, or it was like very early on, and then basically just went scoreless. The, the matchup between Dickinson and Davis was awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. But also, like one thing that's really, or one person that's really been pushing Indiana over the top is Jalen Hood. I mean, there he. What was it? Uh, shit, I literally just had it pulled up. 21 points in this game. Like, I know Trace got 28, but, I mean, having a good guard like that really helping Indiana out. Yeah, he's he kind of got, I'm calling it now just because I like to laugh at you, uh, Malachi Branham syndrome, and he... Oh, got good too fast. And yeah, out. he wasn't supposed to be, like, playing a lot, and then Xavier Johnson gets hurt, and he kind of gets thrown into the mix, and now he is definitely not going to be there next year. So this is the year to do it. So what you're saying is Indiana's championship or bust this year. Yeah, I mean, TJD can Trace come back. Could, Trace could probably be wrong, back. Or he could gone. be back. It's going to be the same with Dickinson, same with Edie. Just figure out where you're going to make more money and determine if you want to come back to school or not. But, yeah, on the flip side for Michigan, I think this is basically – you're getting in really, really, really tough territory with not a lot of non-conference wins. But another one that was awesome, Illinois 69-60R, fighting a lion. I keep rolling. Coleman Hawkins, 18 points, 8 rebounds. We get the good Coleman Hawkins this game. Yeah, Illinois had to uh, come back in this game. Was able to hold Rutgers scoreless for 10 minutes in that second. Able to climb back in and take control. I mean... Love this Illinois team. Yeah, and it's like I the thing is with all these all these um Big Ten games and kind of the same thing in the Big Twelve, I don't just because you lose you're not really I'm not really losing any stock in you though. I still think Rutgers is a damn good team. It's just exactly. a, it's just a road game against a really tough team. Yeah, it's it's kinda like Big Twelve syndrome, like when it's a good opponent going up against good opponent, doesn't matter ranking or anything like that. You're gonna take some losses. Really, the only thing I'll take away is like if a home team loses to the away team. That shows me something. But somebody losing on the road in the Big Ten doesn't mean anything. Obviously, the biggest one here, Michigan State. <laughs> Let me do Ohio State. 
I fucking I hate you. I won't do it. Northwestern takes down the top-ranked team in the country, 64-58. Connor, this, I think this is, I know the committee doesn't want them because of the weak non-con. Northwestern's going dancing for the second time in program history. They need to be. This team is solid. Like, to go up against Purdue and beat them, like, that's not easy. And they kind of, like, gave the blueprint a little bit. But also, on the flip side, it doesn't fucking matter because this is Purdue. Purdue's going to take some losses. Rather have them fucking lose now than in the first round in the fucking tournament, which, prone to do. I mean, they should have won this game. They were up third. They were by seven and a half time, up by eight with five minutes left, and Northwestern comes back and wins by six. I love the fight from this Northwestern Which team. is crazy because Pete Nance and Ryan Young are both gone, both go to two Blue Bloods, mm-hmm. and now this Northwestern team with Boo Booey and Adige are going to go dancing, which is awesome. Second time in program history. You're not, We're not used to seeing them in the tournament. Maybe this year they can get their first ever com- or, com- or NCAA tournament win, my bad. Moving on here, SEC – I want to. It's probably not the biggest game, but I want to start off with it. DeAndre Golston hits a prayer at the buzzer to lift Missouri over Tennessee, eighty-six, eighty-five. Connor, I know you said something about betting the live money line. Yeah, I did it when they when Mizzou was up seven. I think it was twenty-nine, twenty-two, and they were still underdogs. I was like, well, the way this is trending, I fell asleep. But the way this was trending, I was like, eh, they could do it. Pretty cool to wake up to. Yeah, but I just want to bring up the point. We were talking about how we might be down on Tennessee, or at least I am. Um, Since beating Texas, which was bad for us, uh, and entering February, Tennessee has gone on to lose at Florida, win versus Auburn in the 46-43 game, lose at Vandy, and lose to Mizzou. That Florida one wasn't that a blowout. Kind it, of it. at the end they started they the tires got torn off. Vandy that was close. Mizzou obviously close, and even that Auburn game was close to end, and honestly should have been going into overtime because that should have been a foul. Yeah, Granted, if he if makes he, the free throws, yeah, if he makes all three free throws, I'm really like the alarms are starting to go off for me for Tennessee. Like, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but man, since entering, I I know it's only four games, but still, these four games have been pretty fucking sketchy. Three losses and one win by only three. Yeah, and then, like, basically what has been our biggest gripe about Tennessee is not having the guy that you can roll the ball up and be like, hey, man, we need you to go score here. Stop this kill shot here. Stop this run. They scored 85 points. Scoring wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. It was that number one ranked defense in the country giving up 86 points to Mizzou. Missouri's got a lot of great scores, but I don't think you should allow Missouri to come into your building and put an 86 burger on you. Yeah, they they'll have a honestly the next game is going to determine a lot for me for this Tennessee team. And that next game, Connor. Watch me out. <laughs> it's against Alabama. Exactly. On Wednesday. Exactly. Speaking of Alabama, best team in the country. Absolutely. Number one now. 77-69 over Auburn. I don't think this Auburn team's good, but I don't care. Alabama is amazing. Auburn's stuck, like, 
I got the cover with Alabama, and they covered like it. The score look makes it look like it was an easy cover, but they also had like a dunk with one second left. Yeah. But yeah, this Auburn team still like stingy as fuck. Yeah, they they mucked the game up really well. Yeah, they were in, they were in that game with Alabama the whole time, except for maybe the last minute and a half, and then that's when Alabama pulls away. Yeah, I mean, this this Alabama team's legit. Finally, are ranked number one. I get it not taking them from Purdue, but I think this Alabama's probably head over heels the best team in college basketball. Worry, worrisome a little bit in the tournament with the three-point shooting, but they haven't had really, outside of that Oklahoma game, mm-hmm. any real giant stinkers. Like Usually Alabama's prone to one or two a year, but outside of that one, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Two teams going different directions when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Kentucky drops another one. They are, their bubble chances the are fuck? getting very slim. What the actual fuck? Here's the problem. You have Oscar Sheboy, mm-hmm. who is a big, dominant man down low, 20 points, 14 rebounds. He can't switch. If mm-hmm. You can score on the Kentucky all the time when he's on the floor. Even in that Arkansas game, the second he left the court, Kentucky started playing better. They had they went small. They could run the court. But the problem is you have a guy who can literally carry your team. He was National Player of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. But he cannot defend against quicker, smaller guards, forwards that can stretch out and shoot the three. Like he he's just not athletic enough to do any of that. Yeah. So like you're in a, if you're Calipari, what do you do? Because you got this center who can basically get any rebound, any bucket he wants, but he can't defend anybody. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to make some more lineup changes and figure everything else out. Mississippi State beats Arkansas 70-64. They are now on Joe Lenardi, or not Joe Lenardi, Jerry Palm's last four in. I want this Mississippi State team in. So do I. I just, I don't, I mean, they defend so goddamn well, they might be able to kind of scare some people and do something. But, I mean, look, I mean, they started off the season, what, it was like 12-0, and Mm-hmm. Then they then they went lost, 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 beat Ole Miss, lost, 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 and now have won five in a row. Exactly. That now that is the one thing that I did notice when I was looking at like Ken Palm. I'm like, okay, so you go on a streak of winning, streak of losing, win one, streak of losing, streak of winning. All you need is that l- streak at the end of the season. It's all you need. Yes, and so- I'll take the win over TCU, LSU, and Arkansas. Or, sorry, not LSU, Missouri. But mm. then you have you do have LSU and South Carolina sprinkled into there. Yeah, the losses aren't that are kind of bad, but yeah. this team, this team. I think they're. I think if they can just kind of hold their own there, they should be able to be dancing. Do you want to go to the ACC next? You have the Big East. Well, also, or do you have one more? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, just big win for Vandy at Florida. I, oh, Florida's yeah. on Florida's on the cusp of being bounced, aren't they? Yeah, probably now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely now. Yeah, I mean th- that's the crazy thing about the SEC is like that middle of the like Vandy's just a couple of like games away from possible like the ball turning the other way from being a tournament team potentially. It's just crazy how that middle of the SEC is just. So fucking close. Yep. But then you have Alabama at the top. Yes, Clark Clay. As, 12 gross, it, as in the gross SEC. as it is for me to root for Alabama, this is basketball. It's a basketball school. 
Basket. Creighton takes down UConn 56-53. Unfortunately, on a bullshit call that I wasn't even aware of because I ended up turning it out, didn't get a chance to watch it, that we did not get a Creighton cover here. Good thing yeah. we were in. Thanks to Nogo for hitting a fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea how that was. Oh, well, there was the one, the other play that happened that I was ri- like, it was against us, but I was rooting for it was, uh, I forget which UConn player it was. Dude steps out trying to hit a three to tie it foot on the line when he hits it i was kind of like at that point like that was when it was like a couple of seconds left i was like all right if we get to overtime we could get the cover but yeah and then just how that ended how was like i know the game's over at that point as soon as creighton catches the ball that is a foul yeah if you call that that was a foul Awesome for Creighton, though, to win a game that wasn't like kind of a run-and-gun du- run kind of basketball game. I mean, Arthur Kaluma kind of even struggled, only gave two points, and Emhart was only at seven. But Baylor Shireman's starting to pick it up here for Creighton, and I like this team as a dark horse national title contender. I have officially bet a future on them as well. Hmm. I passed up on the Final Four. You get a lot better odds. I think the Final Four odds weren't as good. But I will say, starting to buy back a little bit on UConn. I think that was an impressive outing, keeping it close against a very, very, very good Creighton team on the road. And they're starting to trend in the right direction. Who is not is Providence. Oh, I I think there's somebody that's trending even more in the wrong direction, but go ahead. Providence loses at St. John's. Did you see your boy was at the game? Who? Coach K. At that game? Yeah, he was at that game. He even I, there, I saw something that he even went into the St. John's locker room. Oh, of course he did. I kind of yeah. he he kind of grew. I kind of grew old him in the last couple of years with some of that corny <laughs> ass shit. But I mean, after that loss, they could possibly be if things go bad here and the wheels kind of fall off, could be on the cusp of struggling to get a bid. I mean, outside of outside of conference, their best win. Oh, Jesus. So they're tough out-of-conference games. They lost to Miami, lost to SLU, and lost to TCU. Honestly, Rhode Island's probably their best knock-on win. Mm. They have a win. Their other QA1s, they have a win over Marquette. Okay. And that is in UConn. Oh. And that is it. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they have down the stretch, they're home against Creighton, home against Nova, at UConn, they still have Xavier and Seton Hall. There's only one. They should beat Georgetown. But I do think at the end of the day, Ed Cooley does get this team to the tournament. He's just too good of a coach. That stretch is enough to either knock you out or get you in. It's going to be interesting to see how they get through it. But team trending in the wrong direction. Xavier. That was a bad loss to Butler. Like... This team, I'm really starting to worry about them. Oh, shit, that was Friday night. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had forgotten about it until I'm, like, going through doing all my weekly work or weekend work and just, yeah, that's – they're going in the wrong direction. And, like, when you get Fremantle back, is it too little too late? I mean, they're definitely going to be a tournament team, obviously. But they're definitely going to be dropping in seeds. They could end up being like a six or seven, which they were probably pegged to be a two or three at one point, mm-hmm. which is very, very unfortunate. Yeah. 
Let's go, to Connor, to your favorite conference. The conference that you have, I don't know if you've paid the most eyes on, but you have been very, very good at gambling. Let's start off with some hogwash here. Virginia beats Duke in overtime 69-62 on a very, very, very controversial call at the end of the game. Covered. They did cover. And hit my parlay. On a very, very, very nah, controversial call. Nah, Call Fabowski nah, goes up nah. for a dunk. He's absolutely hacked. They say it was after the buzzer. It was. It wasn't. It was. And it was a very, very clear-cut foul. He would still have to make the two free throws. But I I am very impressed by this Duke team to go into Virginia and, and should have pulled out a win. Yeah, considering what the spread was and Virginia only really getting that in overtime, I think in overtime it was 12-2, to two, I want to say. 11-4. to 11-4. There was another game. Oh, that. I'm sorry. That was the... Nebraska in overtime. Um, but, yeah, uh, because of what the spread was and Duke was Duke was in control for the majority of that first half, and then Virginia started fighting back in the second. But, yeah, I mean, I was really, really worried as a Virginia backer and needing for that parlay that I ended up cashing. But, yeah, I will give credit to Duke, but – Man, that that defense for Virginia, like, I forget. I didn't write it down, but I think there was, like, a seven-minute stretch where Duke did not have a field goal. Yeah, there it was, like, six six minutes and, like, 40-some-odd seconds. Um, obviously, Duke missed Derek Whitehead. He's back. I don't know really what the ceiling is for them, but having him in the lineup and having a like a versatile scorer who can score at all three levels is definitely going to help. This yeah. Team. The one thing that did help Duke considering, I don't think they've been a very good three point shooting team over the season. They were hitting threes very, very well this game. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, Virginia just couldn't get couldn't. theirs to go. And uh, essentially that is how you're going to beat the pack line defense is you have to be able to knock down open jumpers. Exactly. And they did. And they kept themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. Should have won the game, but that's, that's gambling, baby. Them? buzzer (laughs) (laughs) whatever um really not a ton here in the acc i mean we have north carolina beats the piss out of clemson they're starting to fall apart clemson's frauds but i still think north carolina is probably pretty fraudulent too that was an ass kicking it was like in control the whole fucking game i mean i saw it like i've kind of slowly started fading clemson they're just, yeah, they're just coming down to earth and like, yeah, they've hit some highs, but man, at at the end of the day, this is like just a slightly above average team, maybe. Like, I don't like, do I see this team potentially like making a run to the final four? Absolutely not. I, if they make the tournament. Yeah. I mean, at best, like. I I don't I don't really know what to think of this Clemson team. I just I'm starting to think they're coming down to earth. Like I know they had that stretch, but man, Ugh. because now as it officially sits, I'm going this going. Uh, Joe Lenardi has not updated his yet. Clemson is currently not in the field, which is wild to say for an 18 and 17, 10 and 4 in the ACC. But again, they have literally. Why, where are their win? They have one Duke win, which, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, guess, I mean, 
I mean, you look at their schedule. Like, I know a lot of people talk shit on them. They do have, like, a win against Penn State, but Penn State's starting to trend down. And a win against Pitt. And then, really, that's... And then the Wake Forest win. But if you're going off of latest trends, they've dropped three, their last three games, and then throwing the Wake Forest beaten as well. Yeah, this is kind of like where metrics show... Like, I know this team was ranked at one point, but the metric, like, Ken Palm did not like them whatsoever. Well, it doesn't help when you lose to South Carolina and Loyola Chicago. Valid. Also does not help. Yes. Uh, Do you have anything else in here? Yeah, just, like, in the ACC, like, Wake Forest squeaks by Georgia Tech, but still keep winning. Yeah, keep your your hopes alive. Mm -hmm. Pac-12, Stanford beats Arizona 88-79. Tubelis was in foul trouble from the get-go. I've not really taken a lot away from it. I mean, he only shot two shots, only played 17 minutes. He had he picked up two fouls in like two seconds. Yeah, and like it was kind of an upset, but like big loss for the other team, Oregon State over USC. Like, mm-hmm. that's, Another team fighting for a tournament bid. Yeah, exactly. Not who you want. Like I understand it. I think it was in Corvallis, but still, that's not a team that you want to lose to. Nope. And then UCLA beats Oregon, and I officially placed my UCLA national title future. I just, I mean, with the between Tiger Campbell and Jamie Yaquez, you have all the experience. A good coach who's been there. I mean, plus fifteen hundred. I think it's pretty good value. One team I want to put on your radar a little bit is would not shock me if they can get if they can in their last five games they play at Arizona and they still have UCLA on their schedule. Utah is not dead. Utah no. is a good basketball team. They already have the win over Arizona. They had a very close five game against Mississippi State. They have also God damn. Their record is good, but I'm squeaking to buy wins here. They don't have any, really any bad losses, though. That's why I don't want to, like, completely kill them. Like, their losses are to Oregon twice, UCLA, USC, Stanford's not a great one, and then Mississippi State and TCU. Yeah, it might just all be dependent on how far you go into the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, if you can get a couple wins out of there, maybe you can squeak by in there. All right, Connor, do you have anything else from the rest of the college basketball world? Really kind of quiet for a bunch of the mid-majors. Yeah, for the most, like, Oral Roberts, like, was in control. I was watching that game and then kind of let Western Illinois back in and then just pulled away. It's just, to me, Oral Roberts is just playing for fun. Like, they know at any second they can turn it up in some league play and win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. All right, for some plays before, for the rest of the week, Connor, I will kick it to you. Do you have any plays for tonight? I know we're going to agree on one. Um, I mean... If you want to get that one out of the way. Well, no, I'll get the one, mine out of the way. Um, Yeah, uh, Miami, plus four That's and a half. That's the one we're agreeing on. Oh, okay, it's, I didn't think... It's up to five and a half. Yeah, I hate that it's up to five and a half now because I got it at four and a half, but it is what it is. Love this Hurricane team. Okay, uh, so I'm going to say something that also... I said against them against Duke, but it didn't really come to fruition. Is I worry a little bit about Omir down low by himself against Baycott. Yes, Omir had his way with Filipowski and Lively. Those are two freshmen, though. Baycott's played in a national title game, and that's a veteran rebounder. And being six foot eight, as good as a re- of a rebounder as he is, and how hard he tries, 
I still worry about how much second opportunities UNC can play. But Caleb Love has also played out of his mind his last two games. And he's a very, very streaky hot and cold player. I think it might be time for him to come down to earth. Okay. Is that so? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all sorry. Though. I'm sorry. I was distracted because I was looking and we finally got a couple lines for uh, Tuesday, and I'm trying to place a bet right now. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead. But I am on that five and a half with you in Miami. Yeah. I would even sprinkle a little bit on the money line because I like them a lot. Uh, what's your What's your next pick? Do you have any for, uh, for Tuesday? I have one more for Monday. Or for Monday. Or God damn it. We're only on Monday here. Yeah, well, it's tonight. Hopefully you guys will hear this in time to bet these. Um, I have one for Monday, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. What is it? Texas minus four. I did not take that. Okay. Uh, not yet. I have a money line with Texas and Baylor. but Now, I know I was on the wrong side of Kansas State at Texas Tech. This Texas team's a different team. And honestly, I, I just literally thought about this. Like, normally for Texas Tech, Texas, you'd think Texas Tech's crowd would be a little bit extra rowdy. Chris Beard's no longer there, so they don't have that extra fuel. Nevertheless. Well, Tyson came from Texas Tech, and now he's on Texas. Not Tyson. Wait, do I have that backwards? I don't know. But still, that like Beard not being the coach yeah, yeah, was 100%. like a little, like, remember last year when they were like, the Texas Tech fans were like, watching the Texas bus come in and everything like that. I don't expect, like, that extra little bit of hatred. Home field, blah, 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 blah. Texas team's a lot better team. I think that they go into Texas Tech, and I think I think they could win this by double digits, potentially. Also, a big letdown spot here for Texas Tech coming off a big Kansas State win. Exactly. Do you ever have a play, Connor, where, like, you think you're on the right side and you... All the time. Are really confident you're on the right <laughs> side, but you're completely ready to hurt. And does that make any sense? Like, you're just like, like this I know this be, is this dumb. This should be the time that I get off of them, but I can't get off of them, and I'm probably going to lose this. Yes, or probably going to Very, yes, very yes, similar. Yes, yes. My situation is like, I'm fading a team that's been crazy hot, but I think I'm on the right side here. I took Drexel plus 10 against Hofstra, at Hofstra. Drexel still has Amari Williams, who is probably the second best player in the Colonial. The problem is, is they're so goddamn hot and cold. They just lost to Monmouth two weeks or sometime last week, and then they just beat Towson, who's probably the second or third best team in the Colonial over the weekend. I don't think they beat Hofstra, but I think 10 is a little disrespectful. This Drexel team is still good. I'm saying I think they keep it in between the 1 to 7 range and they ultimately lose, but I don't think they lose by 11 points. What are you smiling about over there? I'm, up sorry. Their place I'm sorry. I'm getting some – I'm seeing some lines, and good God, it's a lot different than what I had. In a good way or a bad way? Great way. Okay. So, um, All right, so can I get my first Tuesday bet out of the way? Go ahead, because I got all some right. Tuesday ones too. Bounce back spot. Love this number, about one and a half under what Ken Palm had it. Duke minus 12 and a half versus Notre Dame. I was in Louisville. <laughs> no, no, I wish even more. But no, I, Ken Palm had this at 14. The line on it right now on FanDuel is 12 and a half. 
love it. Lay all those fucking points. This is, uh, pro- I mean, with the way that, like, I understand they got kind I mean, it's hard to get, like, blown out in overtime, but to fail to cover a six-point spread when I know they don't care about that, but still, to lose sure. the way that they did to Virginia, the controversial call, I think this lit a flame under Duke, and I I am so afraid of what they're going to do to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is a dead team walking. I keep betting against them, and it's been phenomenal. Yes, okay, um... I'm going to go here, and you probably have this too. I'm going against the trend we tell you not to take, and I'm going to take a road Big Ten team. I'm just going to keep rolling with Illinois at Penn State. Do you have? I have the line at one and a half. Penn I ha- State. That's what the line is on. And then Penn at State. that point, screw that. I'm taking the money line with Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I know Penn State's hungry. They're still fighting for an NCAA tournament bid. I think that's already blown up unless they win the tournament. But, I mean, Illinois has been red fucking hot lately. And I think they have their eyes on – they can still have their eyes on a Big Ten title because the last game of the season before the Big Ten tournament, they have a home game versus Purdue. And we've seen Purdue is vulnerable. They could lose on there. And Illinois can win all the way up until them. They're just a better team than Penn State. All you got to do is shut down Jalen Pickett, and you're going to get a win every time. I didn't know if you had that, but I kind of assumed you were going to – no, I actually do not have any Big Ten teams Ooh. on bets. Um, next one for me, this line just came out, and I literally just bet it. Uh, lay the points with Pitt versus BC. It's eight and a half right now. Where's the game at? Uh, Pitt. Okay. Uh, Ken Palm had this at 12. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm surprised that's eight and a half. I'm going to go ahead and bet that. Yeah, you. it's on uh, FanDuel right okay. now. Yeah. But, right. yeah, I mean – I love this line. I This Pitt team is a covering machine. They are the best ATS team this season. And I, I, the fact that this isn't this isn't double digits absolutely baffled me. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not like 11.5 to 12. Literally, Ken Palm had it at 12. Yeah. And when I saw 8.5, I'm still trying to pick my jaw off the fucking floor. All right, so... Oh, never mind. I, so my computer is the one we basically got taken from work, or they gave it to us from work. <laughs> yeah, the free one from work. Yeah, um, it's for some reason on West Coast time, and I was like, why is Missouri playing Auburn at 4 o'clock tomorrow? I do have a line for that. It's at you... 7. Yes. Uh, last I got is Missouri's 5.5, yes. and I'm taking the 5.5 with the Tigers. I love well, this, too. with the Tigers. Yeah. With... Yeah, that's why I said that, and I was like, you idiot. Yeah. I'm still just not impressed with Auburn at all. Nothing like the between Katie Johnson and Wendell Green going against Kobe Brown and Isaiah Mobley and Des Moines Hodge. Like there is a massive, massive discrepancy in the guard play. Missouri has a major, major advantage as long as they can control Broom down low. I don't see any problem. And not to mention Auburn just plays every game fucking close. So maybe they don't win this game, but I think it's gonna be between five points. Yeah. Every game is close with it for Auburn. It always is. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I had this written down. Ken Palm had it at six. Love it at five and a half. And like uh, this Mizzou team, like I know this is 
what does worry me is spot for both teams. Mizzou coming off such a high of beating Tennessee. Auburn was close enough to beat Bama and loses. So that does worry me a little bit for the spot. So, But at the same time, I'm okay with getting hurt. Give me the points with Mizzou. Back to you, my friend. Um... So do um yeah I do we don't have a line on this one right now uh but assuming it's anything under 3 Ken Palm had it at 1 lay the points with Kansas at Oklahoma State What was the line again? Sorry, I missed that. Ken Palm had it at 1. I'm hoping it's under 3. But I just... I don't hate that, like, at all. I think it's a spot where everybody's going to back the hot team in Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and then Kansas is more of a, like, hey, we're still fucking Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have possibly another one for but this one. I actually have a line for. I wish it was a little bit smaller. But betting one of our teams against a team that's trending, like you said, trending in the wrong direction. Give me Creighton minus two and a half against Providence. See, I was almost about to pick the other side. Don't do it. Just because it's like Ed Cooley as an underdog. He's just always successful. But I can't jump off this Creighton bandwagon. I'm just not going to do it. Jump off. Let's just jump on it and just ride this motherfucker until it falls off. Absolutely. Already bet it. So, yeah, two and a half. I know Cam Palm had it around one. I was hoping for something a little bit less, but still love it. Come on, give yeah, me more lines. What I don't are you guys have doing? really, for me, I don't the have one any... job you have is to give me lines, and you guys are fucking this up. I really don't have anything else. Did you have anything for Wednesday or anything like that? Um, Yeah, I mean, we don't. We don't be, we're definitely not going to have lines. Though. Yeah, we're definitely not. Um, praying that they are an underdog. And Ken Palm has them as an underdog. Outlay the points or whatever with Alabama at Tennessee. I don't care. I'm betting the better team and a team that is trending in the totally wrong direction. No matter what it is, bet Bama. Yeah, I think you're probably still going to get a pretty good number because the metrics still love Tennessee. They're still ranked in the top five in Ken Palm. So I believe you're going to get a number very favorable to you, and I think both you're going to get the A game from both of these teams, and I think you're going to see the A game of Alabama just a little bit better. So I'll give you one more for tonight that I kind of looked at. This is I don't. There's not really a lot of spot. I only have a little a lot of analytics to back it up, but there's no injuries in this game. Norfolk State is hosting Delaware State. Very bad Delaware State. The line's 12 and a half. This line opened at 15 and a half. There's no injuries. Vegas bet, got it bet down by three points. If you get anything bet down by three points in college basketball, I'm jumping on the other side. That is way, way too much value. Like, I'm getting three points to the number that they originally had. I think you have to take it there. Connor, finish this up for a couple games on Wednesday here. All right, got two more on Wednesday. Backing a team that we've been on for a while versus a team like I keep betting against teams trending in the wrong direction. I'm hoping this is like closer to five. Ken Palm has it at six, but no matter what, lay the points with Marquette versus Xavier. 
I this Xavier team's just heading in the wrong direction, and this Marquette team just continues to be so fucking good. Yep. Outside of that one little stinker against UConn, they I mean they bounced back just fine, breaking against Georgetown this weekend. And I was kind of surprised that this line was this low, but lay the points with Oregon at Washington. Ken Palm has it around two. I think it could. I think yeah, it's, especially for a team fighting for a tournament bed. Yeah, like I just I understand this is at Washington, but this is like Oregon's fighting for a spot. Yeah, Washington's basically been dead. Yes, that I got. That's all I got. All right. We'll come back with more picks. Good luck throughout the week. We'll be back on Friday. We're out of here. Peace.